Hello and thanks for joining us once again for the Inspire, Create and Shine podcast, where we discuss life, love, literature and the arts from a Christian perspective. This is your host, Melanie D from MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. Hey y'all, it's Melanie coming to you again with a review. This is not a movie review. Um, I don't know, I guess this is a TV series review that I wanted to share with you all. Listen, I've been watching this since um, it first came out and I don't recall exactly when. I think it came out sometime last year, 2022. Um, I believe that's when it first hit the TV screen. I think I watched it on Prime, I believe, Amazon Prime. They were advertising it, and so I just said, let me just look at this, because I saw a picture of a man um, who I know now was Peter on the cover the first season. And uh, so I was looking, you know, his 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 expression on the, on the uh, cover made me think, oh, this must be some kind of Bible story or something. So I said, let me just look at it and see what it's all about and sure enough it was it was um, explaining that this is like a, a biblical series and um, it's called if you don't already know it's called The Chosen um, and I'm going to read you real quick the the synopsis of what it says um, on the series description it says The Chosen is the first ever multi-season TV show about the life of Jesus created outside of the Hollywood system the Chosen allows us to see him through the eyes of those who knew him. No matter where you are in your journey with Jesus Christ, this TV show is for you. Watching this series was like a flashback um, into my book, Love Check, because there's a whole chapter in there devoted to um, the character of Jesus, understanding who he is, what he does, and using him as a blueprint, recognizing him as the blueprint for our lives as, as believers. Um, so as you're watching this series on The Chosen, all of that stuff is coming to life and coming to play on your television screen, on the big screen. So it's amazing to watch. It's like Love Check in full color. So of course I loved it. It is so moving. It is so remarkable. It is so authentic and its portrayal of what the times must have been like when Jesus walked this earth, what it must have been like to be Jews during that time. Because we read the Bible and we know the story. If, you, if, you, if you're a Bible reader and if you're a Christian, you know pretty much the story of Jesus and his life and, his, and the, the life of his disciples and all that and that whole story in the New Testament. But we're, most of us are not Jewish by um, nationality. But we're more. Most of us are um, considered Gentiles. Like we were, we were the the other body of believers that Jesus opened his his arms to as his ministry progressed. But anyway, seeing this story unfold from the Jewish perspective, like you know, learning their customs and seeing um, how they, you know, the things that matter to them, like certain clothing they wear and what this tradition meant and what that meant and 
you know, why some of the leaders of the time were so outraged with some of the things that he was teaching and why certain things were frowned upon. Just seeing it all unfold from that perspective and seeing the people that he chose and the people he walked with, the people he encountered, the backstories of so many of the the, the stories that are in the Bible, like the woman with the issue of blood and the, the man who was who was healed, who, who was laying by the pool of uh, Bethesda, who was lying there for 38 years or whatever. And then he, and then he was healed. Um, and the whole backstory of why, I mean, of what that whole uh, thing was about with the, with the angels troubling the waters, it, it, it gives it a totally different perspective that we probably didn't grasp. If you just read the Bible and read that segment, um, itself it's like you don't know the cultural significance um, the religious significance of that scene so it I mean it is it is really really intriguing very interesting to watch and I mean I was moved to tears a few times I was you know I you can feel the anointing on this work Now, I'm going to be honest, though, when I see movies and stuff where it looks like, OK, they added a little fluff here or they put in a, a, a character that wasn't named in the Bible. The truth is every detail, every detail can is not mentioned in the Bible. It's it's implied in the Bible. So, you you know, it's there. For example, Matthew, who's a tax collector, clearly the Bible's not going to mention everyone that he collected taxes from. But if they're showing this, depicting this on the big screen or on your TV screen, it's like they have to, you know, add in some things that maybe um, are imagined or things that possibly were um, mentioned in other historical documents. There is a historian named Josephus, a Jewish historian who was born um, about... 30, 35 to 40 years after Jesus' death. So he lived um, in those times, still in the biblical times when, you know, the disciples lived. Um, and he is noted for having captured and documented some of the um, history that lends itself to um, our understanding today of some of the events and some of the things that happened in Bible times. His works, as Wikipedia notes, um, provide valuable insight into first century Judaism and the background of early Christianity. His works are the chief source next to the Bible for the history and antiquity of ancient Israel and provide a significant and independent extra-biblical account of such figures as Pontius Pilate, Herod the Great, John the Baptist, James, the brother of Jesus, and possibly Jesus of Nazareth. So, like people like him, for example, um, as well as the, the actual Bible itself, that is where we get a lot of, or that's where you can draw from to get a better understanding of the times where the Bible doesn't include like some there are some people in the Bible who aren't even named for example the woman with the issue of blood she's just called the woman with the issue of blood she's not named 
Um, there were some other significant women. Uh, the, the woman at the well, she was significant, but she was not named. Um, for whatever reason, God chose not to name them in the Bible. So people like Josephus and other historians back in those days, they probably have uh, you know, documentation or ways of verifying who some of those people were by name. Why Jesus chose not to mention them in the Bible, who knows? But that doesn't mean that the history um, is not there in some of those accounts. So I keep stuff like that in mind when I see um, stories and depictions and portrayals like this on the big screen. This is what they had to say in the opening credits of the first episode to dispel anybody's um, criticisms of some of the liberties that they took with this film and the fact that some of the stuff that's shown is not 100% biblical like 100% what you have seen or read about in the Bible. They say, The Chosen is based on the true stories of the Gospels of Jesus Christ. Some locations and timelines have been combined or condensed. Backstories and some characters or dialogue have been added. However, all biblical and historical context and any artistic imagination are designed to support the truth and intention of the scriptures. Viewers are encouraged to read the Gospels. The original names, locations, and phrases have been translated into English for anything spoken. So, as always, that's what I say. Whenever you see stuff like this, go and read the Bible for yourself. Read the Gospels. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament. Um, you can also read, uh, start reading the Acts of the Apostle that comes right after the book of John to see um, that some things were not found in scripture but they still are, are holding true to the the true meaning and what really occurred in the scriptures so i think that was great to have that disclaimer there and i've actually i've done um bible uh bible-based stories quite a bit in in the plays that i've done and we always have to put a disclaimer in there as well so i know what this is like when you're trying to um to portray a Bible story. You don't want to be inaccurate and you don't want to um, mislead anyone with something that you put in there. For example, we did, uh, we portrayed the um, the whole story of Jesus's birth for one of our Christmas productions at least once or twice. And we were showing it from a, a modern um, perspective. So we were using slangs, so we were using like um, I think some of the guys in there was rapping. We had some hip-hop um, style verses uh, being spoken in between some parts. Their whole dialect was the way you would talk on the street uh, for the most part. It wasn't like thus thou and thy, that kind of language. It wasn't that the typical Bible language. It was like you would talk present day if you was talking to um, someone and you was encountering some of the things that occurred back then. Like when... Like for Joseph, for example, who discovered that Mary was pregnant and he knows he wasn't the father. And he's like, what? So he's like talking to her in our play um, like a typical brother would if he found out his girl is pregnant and he's not the father. So he made it funny by adding some real, um, real authentic reactions of how you would typically think someone would act in that uh, situation. And then he was using real um, ethnic dialogue and that sort of thing. So we made it clear by our disclaimers that no, they didn't talk like this in Bible days. And no, that's not what Joseph really said.
but we basically kept the meat of what he was saying in the Bible, but we just put an, an ethnic or modern twist on it with the language that we were using. So, so that's what I'm saying. I understand what they're talking about here, how you keep the meat and the truth and the intention of the scriptures and just add a little funny, a little humor and a little, um, more modern perspective on it. This film or this TV show, as they call it, was um, created by this company called Angel Studios. I'd never heard of it before until I started watching this. Uh, they they pr create and produce on-demand video uh, productions using crowdfunding. And then the created productions are distributed for free on their own streaming service. So isn't that amazing? So this production, The Chosen, um, which apparently was also a crowdfunded um, project that raised $10.3 million to create it. It was apparently the largest crowdfunded entertainment project in history, or at least it was the first at the time. Um, these are some of the main characters, Shahar Isaac, Jonathan Rumi, who played Jesus, Elizabeth Tabish, Paris Patel, Noah James, George H. Xanthus. So there are 26 episodes total, three seasons total, produced, as I said, by Angel Studios, a company called Loaves and Fishes Productions, and a company called Out of, Out of Order Studios. I believe they were in Texas. If I'm not mistaken, um, I think that's where they filmed this was in Texas. But nevertheless, they the scenery that they used, that they rec they created the backdrops and everything that they used, it made it look like they were really in the Holy Land and in those biblical um, scenes from way back when. <clears throat> so I say well done to the um, the director. Let me see. The director was his name was Dallas something I think. Yeah, Dallas Jenkins. This was written by a few people, Tyler Thompson, Dallas Jenkins, Ryan Swanson. And the young man who played um, Jesus is incredible. This is an incredible actor. Um, I'd never seen or heard of him before, but this guy was so authentic as the character of Jesus. Like we all have, you know, images and other portrayals of Jesus that, that stick in our mind that we've seen from Jim Caviezel with The Passion of the Christ to uh, Robert, I uh, can't think of his name right now, who played Jesus in Jesus of Nazareth. These are some epic <laughs> performances by these uh, great actors. But this one here by Jonathan uh, Rumi was so believable it was so down to earth lovable beautiful honest um and just a moving performance um in all the scenes that he portrayed like he's he's teaching he's loving on the people he's performing miracles he's walking and talking like an ordinary man eating and sleeping and 
showing us the humanity of what Christ would have been like or might have been like when he walked the earth. And that's what we need to see, what the real man may have been like um, when he walked the earth. I love how he pays special attention to everyone in his uh, space, just like the Jesus of the Bible, the way we know him and how he's mentioned in the Bible. He, he He's concerned with all of us. He's concerned with everything that concerns us. So no one was out of his um, reach. Like he didn't overlook you because of your status or your class or your affiliation or who you knew, who you walked with, the fact that society didn't accept you, the, f the fact that um, you had enemies, you know, like, what's the guy, uh, Matthew? The way they portrayed poor Matthew, it really drove it home how hated tax collectors were back in those times. Kind of reminds you of like bill collectors now. So it was just amazing to see how someone as um, uh, rejected and hated by the people, the Jewish people of that time, and he was a Jew himself, how Jesus still um, chose him. He still decided, I want you to follow me. I want you to walk with me. I want you to be one of my students or my disciples. That's amazing. Um, Peter, and I really, really, oh my God, I, I really love the, the, the character of Peter. Um, in this film. I love the character in the Bible as well, but I mean, the way they portrayed him in this film was stunning. It was so, oh my God, it was very realistic, very realistic. I love his, his, um, his realness. Um, the way he, um, he, he said what he meant. He meant what he said for the most part. Um, he was a good friend, a good, um, husband, but there were things that he struggled with. And if something made him mad, you knew it. And if something he didn't like, you knew it. Even though he was trying to follow Jesus, um, he, he struggled with certain things emotionally. And I love, though, that in spite and in the midst of all of that, he still was obedient to Jesus. That was remarkable. That's remarkable on film. And it's also remarkable when you read in the Bible how this man, with all of his little wayward tendencies and his other issues that he had, how if Jesus told him to do something, he still did it. It's amazing. So it's like Jesus can see when you're that type of person. You're just having a hard time. Maybe life has just gotten gotten the best of you for the for the moment, and you're just acting out in response to being unhappy, or in response to being frustrated with life, or frustrated with something in your life. And Jesus knows if he just had if he just tastes a bit of my life and it just tastes uh, what it's like to walk with me, that'll curve all that little attitude stuff that he got, and he will be one of my most loyal followers, one of my most trusted, faithful, full of faith men um, of God among my disciples. So, I mean, if you don't like any, if you don't, I mean, if there's, um, if you really want to see a genuine, beautiful portrayal of, of Peter from the Bible, watch this series. Um, it also brought in his wife, like the Bible mentions his wife and his mother-in-law in the Bible, but it doesn't go into much detail. So they really, you know, shed light on those characters and what they might have been like and what their life, their home life might have been. Um, from the wedding at Cana, when the water was turning to wine, how that whole thing transpired. It's beautiful how they show it. How Jesus is concerned about the details of your life. Like one of his disciples, they mentioned, I think it was Thomas, 
um, in the Bible. Now, this part was probably added, I don't know, or it could be, like I said, uh, drawn from the, the historian Josephus, I don't know. But the character Thomas, one of the disciples, he, he was um, desiring to marry this young woman that he had met who worked with him apparently who was in his same field that he worked in and it was at the same time right around the same time that Jesus had called him and Jesus was commissioning him to go forth like he, you know how he, Jesus gave us all the great commission and he commissioned his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel and I want to send you out here send you out there so it was right during the time when Jesus was trying to send his disciples out into ministry so it's like oh you're you're wanting to get married at a time like this when I'm sending you forth with all of this this new these new responsibilities these new duties these new um roles that I'm putting you all in and you're coming to me with with the the idea of being married but look just they the way they showed it on film or on this show it was like Jesus was already ahead of them he knew what was already in Thomas's heart so it's like he rather than saying no I want you to focus on this ministry only you don't got time to be married it's like he was concerned about the details that tiny detail that this man and this woman were falling in love and they wanted to be married and so Jesus allowed space for him to go um, in a certain area where um, in, in other words he Jesus was allowing him grace and space to still deal with those issues and those concerns of his heart um, the plate the very place that he had sent him to where he was sending him to to minister was like somewhere he in in the in the path that he needed to go in order to speak to this young woman's father to ask for her hand in marriage so it's like Jesus saw ahead of time it's like he was a boy he was several steps ahead of him and so he already knew what was in Thomas's heart so it's like Jesus it shows how he's all-knowing how he he knows what we're thinking he knows what's in our heart he's concerned about what what um, concerns us he's concerned about what we care about it's like if we if it's dear to our hearts it's he's interested in it he wants to know um, what we feel he wants to know what we think he cares about what we think from the tiniest from the greatest to the tiniest detail he's concerned the way Jesus is that's if you read the scriptures that's the way Jesus is really portrayed like small details matter to him you know quiet time with him matters to him going off to the side and having one-on-one -on -one dialogue with him matters to him um now I watched you know how even Mary Magdalene was was pulled into his um fold and how he he delivered her and and rescued her from her demonic possession and how he healed you know blind men and how he you know just all the miracles that the bible records it's just amazing to see these things um unfold on screen and a lot of the backstory and the sidebar moments and you know things that you know are a part of humanity that the bible doesn't record like when when they had to go and eat or times when they needed to sleep or um, when they needed to recharge and have have time to have fun. It wasn't just always we're going to preach. They, they showed moments where they had time to fellowship and have fun and just enjoy some downtime. And when they were, you know, just just seeing the humanity of it all.
the humor, the fun, the joys, the ups, the downs, the quiet times, the happy times, the sad times, the tragedies. I love how they depict the children and how much Jesus loved the children, how he took time with them, taught them, and loved on them. Beautiful. Really cements the scripture where Jesus says, Suffer the little children suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And how he always said, No, don't don't refuse children if they want to come to me, let them come to me. There and then of course we all know the song, Jesus loves the little children, all the little children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And so the way they depicted uh, the, how he loves on the kids in this film, it, it cements all of that. I think that occurred in the first season. They really were, it was, I was wondering what was going on early on in that scene where he, you know, they had all these children coming around him while he was um, sleeping, I think in one of his tents or something. All the kids, some kids came on the scene and how, it just shows how he interacted with children. So that was beautiful. I also love how this, this, um, this TV show series um, had a lot of different ethnic ethnicities in the um, in involved. Like it wasn't your typical all white cast. It wasn't your um, cast devoid of black people. There were some black people involved. Um, there were no like A list actors, like I mentioned. Like you would see in big Hollywood productions. It was none of that. And I just got through the third season. And so, wow. That's all I can say. Wow, wow, wow. I was so amazed. That scene, the ending of that of that episode just blew me away. I mean, I was moved. Tears, just seeing the power of God unfold on the screen. And I know they have to use special effects and all that, but I mean, the acting, the emotion, the the beauty of it all just seeing how God took tragedy and turned it around and healed it by his love and by miracles it was just amazing they showed and that's in that episode they depict when Jesus fed the 500 I'm sorry the 5,000 um, people who were who were listening to him preach he fed the five thousand with two fish and five loaves of bread and he multiplied it to make it enough to feed those that multitude and then how he um you know the scene where he walks on with water and he bids peter to come out and also walk on water to come and meet him that whole scene was i mean it's stunning stunning just i mean just the whole way they ended and portrayed that ending was so moving and so beautiful so if you love Jesus if you love the scriptures if you love to see the history of the Bible unfold on the screen and I love it <laughs> if I see a good because all of them are not the Bible story Bible movies biblical movies are not created equal um, and even though it's telling stories that I love and I love the Bible and I love to see it unfold all of them are not as captivating or as well put together as others some of them stand out more than others. The ones who make it to Hollywood and the ones who get on the big screen in the, in the movie theaters uh, tend to be pretty good because they use have a big bigger budget and you know a a list actors and actresses. 
So sometimes those seem to get the most press and the most exposure, but I've seen some that are not on the big screen and they're, you know, straight to DVD movies and straight to TV films and all that kind of stuff and they still are good. This is one of them. And I have yet to even mention something else that's so important. I have talked about this before. I think in one of my recent uh, podcast episodes, I talked about this in my book as well. Um, I wanted to, to emphasize the chosen, the, the title itself, the chosen. The people that Jesus chose to be his earliest disciples. Not saying he didn't choose other people after that. But the disciples that he chose were not your typical people that you would think he would choose um he chose mary magdalene like i said a woman who was possessed with demons okay how how unusual is that he chose fishermen simon peter fisherman he chose a tax collector named matthew who again as i said was an outcast among his people he chooses Judas Iscariot, who we know to be the man who ultimately betrays Jesus and uh, turns him over to be crucified later on in his life. And Jesus knew this was going to be his fate, but yet and still, he chose Judas anyway. Judas was one of the original 12 disciples who was with Jesus and helped to preach the gospel, who helped to perform miracles, and yet he's the one who betrays Jesus um, for 30 pieces of silver and causes or um, initiates uh, his arrest that ultimately leads to his crucifixion. There was another Simon that Jesus called who was a zealot and um, whose normal uh, mode of operation, zealots, their, their, their normal modes of operation was to um, try to create change by force and violence. Um, overthrowing governments and uh, killing leaders that are um, not ideal or who they don't think should be in power. That's the usual method of the zealots. Yet this is someone Jesus called. Some of them are builders, etc., etc., And just shows that he's Jesus is willing to heal anyone who came to him in this film. If they came to him, he healed them. If they came to him with faith, and he even said that, that their faith is what healed them, not the fact that they um, that he touched them or that he prayed for them. Even though we know Jesus has the power to heal them too, but he kept telling them whenever someone came and, and, and they were healed, he kept telling them that it was their faith that made them well, not anything that he did. Because he prayed for them, but it was their faith that ultimately caused and brought about their healing. The Chosen is one to see so make sure you get it in you got to make time though i don't do a whole lot of tv series because they're time consuming and they um you know it just it just takes up too much time and it's too many of them so people are constantly trying to tell me melon do you see this new uh series i'm like no sorry i haven't i just can't possibly get to them all i'm more of a movie type person every blue moon i'll see something on tv but not really I mostly will do film because at least I know it has a beginning and an end. Once it's over, I ain't got to keep trying to see the next series and the next episode and the next episode, next season. I ain't got time for all that. So, so 
episode, but this one is an exception. Every now and again, I'll see an exception or I'll see a mini series that is an exception. And this is one of them. This is worth seeing and taking time out to see all those hours. Just spread them out. I know you can't just sit there and just watch them back to back to back to back. Unless you have a little time on your hands, you could be on vacation. I don't know. Or you could be recuperating or something. You could be just have time on your hands right now. Who knows? The, the first season, I think, is eight, um, seven or eight um, episodes. So, like, you can see one a day. Just do what works for you in the time that you have, but take time to watch it. Watch it with your family, watch it with your loved ones, watch it with your friends. It's really something to see. I saw where they had something on there. It looked like a whole channel called The Chosen. Just check for it on your favorite platforms if you have on your, on your television, on your phone, or your computer. And check out all three seasons. I hear that they're going to have a total of seven seasons. Uh, season four apparently has now has already wrapped um, and they began their production in March 2023 so that means season four I'm so glad to know it will be coming soon the first two episodes in theaters and the remaining episodes on television and I'm excited to see what they're going to do next keep supporting it you guys keep watching because we need more faith-based productions like these I always say that um, whether it's some of our own, whether it's some of our friends and neighbors or whoever out there is putting on productions that portray the gospel of Jesus Christ in some way, shape, or form. As long as it's, it's sending the word of God out into the world, I'm supporting it. So I pray that you all support it too. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you are a Christian, and if you love stuff like this that uplifts, encourages, redeems, heals, loves on people around the world, near and far of all ethnicities all races all backgrounds and all religions jesus loves the entire world he died that the entire world would be saved john 3 16 through 17 says it all for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the whole world through him might be saved. So I'm for it, y'all. Keep supporting. Keep keep sharing. Keep spreading the gospel. Keep spreading the love. Till next time, God bless. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please hit me up at Melanie D, the author at yahoo.com. That's Melanie D, the letter D, the author at yahoo.com or on my website at www.melaniedtheauthor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day.